stop for exclusive interviews. We're joined by uh, UCO head coach Nick Bowman. Coach, thank you for taking the time to talk to us today. You know, the, the, the number one thing is you, we, we, we have core values that we, we believe in very much here, here at UCO. Number one is trust. We are joined by University of Central Oklahoma Safety, uh, O'Shea Harris, who was recently named second team All-American this week. O'Shea, thank you for taking the time to talk to us. It shows that all the hard work I've been putting in over the last couple years finally paid off. I went from my registered freshman year feeling like I should play, but I wasn't quite ready to just work and do whatever I could. In the summertime, I was away from taking everything serious, and then it all finally paying off. I just... time it might be. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Chill Show Podcast presented by FarReport.com. I'm your host, Jonathan Goodall, a.k.a. J.D. Smooth. And, you know, it, it's 11.30 at night when I'm recording this. The game ended at 3.50 p.m. And, you know, sure, you could look at it with splitting hairs here. You know, UCO in the game, three turnovers, no points. Uh, but by the same token, you could you could you could look on the pitch state side of things and say four field goals instead of sort of four touchdowns. Regardless to me, in a 26-20 loss in which UCO was down, started the four, 26-7. Uh, quarterback Keith Calhoun for the second straight week. And I do want to apologize for not getting the, the Washburn recap out. I, I recorded it and then accidentally deleted the deleted it uh, before I could edit it. And I did not have time to re-record. But to set the scene for today against Washburn, there was a game you see lost by 12, 29-17. It looked worse. The score looked looked Look, look worse than it was. They got a strip sack on the fourth on the fourth down and scored a late touchdown in the in that game. But to me, the outcome is similar, right? You had a comeback, you had a final drive. Washburn more so was UCL could not get out of their out of their out of their own way. Right, you had the safety, you had the punt block, had about ten drops, uh, you had the touchdown that that we you know that that was fumbled at at back of the end zone, uh, you had the ninety five yard kick return touchdown, uh, you had the penalties. It, it was just, you still could not get out of their own way against Washburn. That was more of a frustration thing, and. Um, it, it, uh, uh, and 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 head coach Nick Bobek in the post game, uh, that was uh, that was a theme, was just the lack of consistency there, which is which is which is true, and it still showed Saturday against 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 Pitt State, where you know you would have a play here or there, was not able to have many sustained drives. 
But what was there also against Penn State again was the was the fight. And you have to appreciate the fight of this ball club, especially with so many young guys in there. The the fight to keep pushing again. Uh Coach Dustin Landry and his defensive unit there, uh Coach Quinn Sanders on the deep on the defensive line. Again, in in the in the in the in the red zone when we get into the stats here, uh you'll see that they held Pitt State to uh four field goal attempts. Uh and actually five field goal attempts. And they they will hit four of them. And again, looking at it, that is twenty eight points. So that's sixteen points that that was saved on the field goals, and it allowed UCO to use a great fourth quarter. Again, Keats with two touchdowns, led two touchdowns out of in the last three drives of the game, and then unfortunately. Right, the UCO defense had played about twenty some odd more plays uh, than the than the offense did. You know, gas right, the digging D Michael Slater, the, the heck of a game again. Right, got hurt, came back. Our third and one, you just asked him to get the stop. UCO doesn't, and more they forced a two yard loss. About two and a half minutes left, they forced a punt. UCO fills the punt at their own nine, and after all that, there was a penalty for an illegal formation call. It, it resulted in a pitch state first down and ended the game. And what, what is more frustrating is there was no explanation given by the refs to the audience about w- what the formation was. They normally tell you what the reason for the legal formation was. We did not get that. The, the pitch state Com, uh, commentators on the MIAA network stream, they didn't know. I don't know. And you hate, and I know they did, and I saw that they did tell Coach. Coach obviously was did not like what he heard. You just hate to see the game end like that. You know, you, you want a game that was this tightly contested here to end on the field, decided by the players, not by referee's whistle. And again, I I don't want to bash the refs because it very well could have been a very warranted call, but to me, the fact that they did not explain that call uh, is frustrating because again, two and a half minutes a timeout, uh, you you have all the faith in the world with Keats, uh, you have all the faith in the world with the offense that was finally putting it together. Uh, both Josh Moore. Marquise King had big touchdowns in in his game. Uh, Josh Josh Moore probably his his best game in the in the UCL uniform. Definitely the best one on the season. Marquise King another hundred yard yard game. The offensive line was clicking at that point in time. It 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 it, it had been a rough three quarters for the offensive line. Uh, we did not give much going on the ground game. Keith was sacked three times, but in those last. Two of the last three drives, they put it together. You could feel the momentum shifting, uh, and, and and just to not have a chance. Sure, you could say, what's the likelihood you still going, you know, 89, 90 yards, two and a half minutes? It would have been tough, okay. But but the fact remains that they didn't get that chance. That really hurts. 
because you got to believe the way they're moving the ball, especially the big play element of Marquise and Joss Moore. It it it's just not not to have that the shot. Uh, it's frustrating because the team fought like they fought like hell, man, and and it it's just it's it's tough because you see a group of guys didn't play their best last week. Okay, they come out this week. You know, it started off strong. Like the the first defensive play of the game was a freaking interception, man. It was an interception. They, again, they held them to four field goals. They first they forced three turnovers in the game. The defense, especially the D, defensive line, again played the hearts out. The fourth quarter comes. I don't know what changed. Pass game coordinator Andrew Rice dialed up. It seemed to be money players on those two drives. You had to figure that again they were in rhythm and it, it just did not have that opportunity. Uh, you know, it, it's 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 uh, you know it's tough. It's tough because now you're sitting here. Uh, UCO was at four and five on the season. I'm sure there were some games earlier on, like like the Missouri Southern game. Obviously, Washburn should have been a win. But just to lose like this on the road in a hostile environment, uh, in in the in the in the in the game where they did all they could to scratch and claw themselves back in there, and to not get a shot at the very end, let the game be decided on the field. Uh, it, it it just it's just uh, it bothers me, you know. And, and again, it, the call it could have been the right call. I don't know because I would have. You think they would have explained the call? And it's it's, it's uh, you know, it, it just it just hurts. You know, I I feel for the guys in the locker room, uh, especially Keats. You know, this this is two weeks in a row where Keats has been under a lot of pressure. And against Wasp, when he played the best game I've seen Keats play, uh, he was throwing dimes in there. He was throwing darts. It's just unfortunate the way that that game ended uh, with a strip sack there. Uh, and and much again today, Keats was Keats was under some pressure. That Pitch State defense is big and physical. They're, they're big and physical up front. Uh, the big and physical and linebacking core, and then in the secondary, which made the Josh Moore, Marquise Kings days that much more impressive because they were going up against bigger physical defensive backs there, and were still able to make big plays with you know when it counted. Uh, you know, and you just got to feel for him on that because. You, you 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 know it it's 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 tough to see that, but again, it's also encouraging because again, there's a lot of there's a lot of youth on this team, as we have mentioned. Um, they've been shuffling in the the lineups now, and, and so yeah, it hurts, but it's also promising. And so we hopefully, this Saturday Senior Night, Chavitson Stadium against a very good Nebraska Kearney team that was ranked. Number 17 today, now they, a spoiler alert, they got ran on. But Northern Missouri State lost that game 66-13. Does not take away from the fact that they're a very good ball club whose only other loss was to Fort Hayes. You know, and UCO pretty much dominated Fort Hayes in that game. 
I'm not counting you show out of that game. I refuse to because the fun of the show. But we 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 need we need and again we're hurting you show today. Like 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 you said, three turnovers. There were no points or turnovers. Uh, there there were several draws. It, it had promise that was not sustained. That has been a problem throughout the season, really. And so, if we can, you know, the the two games left, we can show signs of consistency moving into next season. Uh, That would be very good. Because, again, two very tough teams in Washburn and Pitt State, they had on the ropes. And, and to me, that is encouraging because I feel like this ball club is still trying to figure out who they are. And, and so if you're able to still, just from a sheer talent standpoint, uh, keep these much more experienced ball clubs on the ropes here. It's something that you can build off of. But, you know, again, it is just a tough loss and it it, it definitely hurts. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and jump into the Recap here, UCO will get the ball first that drive in the, in the punt. But uh, as I alluded to earlier on the first snap of Pitt State, uh, the ball bounced off a receiver's hands into the hands of senior corner Darius Hawkins uh, for an interception. However, that drive would sadly end in a misquittle field goal. Uh, Pitt State was then scored a touchdown off of that on a busted coverage over Jonathan Mosley, making it 7 nothing at the 7.25 mark. They would then add a 51-yard field goal that bounced uh, because it, it it hit the bottom bottom crossbar and bounced bounced in, uh, making it ten and nothing uh, at the two twenty four mark. Then at the end of the quarter, here on the first play of the next drive, it will be a seventy five yard touchdown, a catch and run to Josh Moore on either a slant or a deep post, making it 10, 10 to seven. Uh, again, like I said. Definitely Josh Moore's best game of the season. Uh, probably the best game of, of his usual career. And, and I, I hope that he, he, can, he can build off that because, again, Saturday is his, is his last game inside Chadwick Stadium. And I, I, I hope that he's able to go out strong because, again, this, this is a guy I've been high on, uh, especially after this three, four-game stretch he had to end 29. 19 when I talked to coach uh, uh, this year he was he was also high on Jaws you know it was just the, the nagging injuries of him to Jaws but but again talent talent is there and I, I think we, we, we saw it we saw it against 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 uh Washburn he had some 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 nice catches and and again again against against Penn, Penn State there had, had the best game 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 of the season. Uh, second second quarter early on in the second quarter, Dante's Fagan, the freshman corner out of Millwood, would get a interception at UCL five. UCL would then end the drive in a, a punt. Uh, then the following drive, set up by a big catch. Uh, it pitched a uh, UCL held pitch day to a field goal again. 13-7 at the 6.33 mark. Uh, UCL would then go 3-9 again. 
and then off a big catch and run, uh, they, there was Elijah Wright was caught in a very tough situation. The running back fake like he was running a slant and they caught up the field on a streak. I then set up a a two yard touchdown run from Tulsa native Tyler Atkins, making it twenty to seven. Then before the half. Probably the worst play I have seen out of Keats part of the whole season. I'm just saying a lot. Uh, he threw an interception to a Pitt State linebacker. I'm not sure what he was looking at, what the what the plan was right there. Uh, but again, Houston will hold him to a field goal there. We're going to 23 to 7 at the half. Houston uh, would then force a missed field goal attempt of 31 yards to open up the third. And then uh, Pitt State would add a field goal uh, late in the third. Made it 26 to 7. So at this point, you know, it, it was not looking good. I'm 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 going to be going to be going to be off with you here. Uh, just because the offense was stagnant, you had to wonder how much the defense had left, had left in the tank. And the offense, again, I, I want to give passing coordinator uh, Andrew Rice Keith Calhoun here, the offensive line, the receiving point. I want to get him credit because again, it, it was not it was not good. Uh the run game was 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 not there today. I, I, it, it was just it was it was it was not existent. Uh screen game that is a staple uh, of you of you has done this year. I, I will say Pitt State had that well defended. Uh, that was not working, and, and again, did not have any sustained drives really up to that point. But in the fourth, it opened because the first play was a touchdown pass to Marquise King. There again, uh, we're talking about a guy here that I, I, I think if you put the drops aside here, it really lived up to the expectations of what, what we all hoped for when he signed on the dotted line. Uh, they, they, took the, they, they went they went for two and did not get it. So it was 26 to 13 at the 14 40 49 mark. Uh, then following a UCO punt, uh, Pitt State with then Muffet rec- recovered by senior Derek Watson, and we just I'm so happy. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy that he was able to make one of the biggest plays in the football game uh, at the 17-yard line. And unfortunately here, now this, this is tough because you're not able to punch it in for the touchdown. It, it ended in turnover on downs. Uh, you know, it, it, it's one of those, sure, you could have kicked the field goal, right? You think he make it a tense point? It wouldn't. Have, it, 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 it wouldn't. It wouldn't. Wouldn't have mattered in the in the long run. Uh, so you know, just unfortunately, there at that 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 really hurt because that was a chance there. You know, if you get the touchdown there. You know, you make it. You making it twenty six twenty then. So then on this on the following drive, they got another stop because again the defense. Uh, Coach Landry's unit right there again, just playing the hearts out. They got the stop. You see, would drive is a fourth and goal. It keeps with fine Josh Moore in the back of the end zone for a touchdown. So it's 26 to 20 at, at that point with little over three minutes to go in the game. 
And so you kind of you're feeling you're feeling confident because you still had all three timeouts there. You know, you're feeling get a quick stop here the way the offense is going now. They had a sustained drive to get the touchdown. That there was a shot. And to the and to the to, to the credit of of defense here because Pitt State had another nice nice kickoff return. You, you know, it looked like it was about to be Washburn part two in that in that in that in that regard. Uh it set up Pitt State pretty close to UCO territory. However, the defense on third and one would answer the bell again, forcing a loss of two. Uh, UCO would then call a timeout at the 228 mark. And, and again, the pitch they would punt the ball. Bazel the fourth would catch the ball at about either the nine or ten. And then the and then the penalty came. I was gave them the first down and then Pitch State was able to run run the run the clock out there and, and get the first thing and in the in the ball game. And again, it just 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 a tough way. Excuse me. Excuse me. A, a a a tough way to have that have that in because uh, you just you just could only only just what would have happened on that on that last drive. Uh, looking at the at the team stats here, Pitch State twenty first downs. Uh, Buck 94 running at 4.2 yards to carry. Uh, 248 through through the air, one touchdown, two interceptions. Uh, 442 in total offense. They were, they had the ball for 36 and a half minutes. Uh, they were 9 and 18 on third downs, 4 6 in the red zone with four, uh, um, they were four or five on field goals. And they had, they were, they had, they were sacked one time. Looking at UCO, eight first downs on the day, uh, 23 yards rushing at one and a half yards of carry, uh, 283 passing for Keats with three touchdowns, 306 in total, total offense. They had the ball for about 23 and a half minutes. Uh, two or twelve on third downs, one or two on fourth, one or two in the red zone. They were sacked three times and all one on field goals. So you know, again, yes, yeah, you know, it it it, it was not numbers tell it all, right? You see, we're not able to have many sustained drives. Um, you know, all the scores relatively to to that last one. Came on um, big plays, okay, right? You know they're one-dimensional, uh, off on third downs. But but again, you put that aside. If you if you just look at that, you would think you should have got ran on in this football game. So this the just this despite all that dysfunction on offense. They still were able to give themselves a chance to win the game at the end. And that to me is a sign, okay, of a very solid ball club, right? Because if I read you that stat line about a lot of teams out there, it, 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 it would not have been a touchdown game that late in the four. We were talking time talking about a 40 or 50 point lead for, for Pitt State. Or that's not the case. Which is why I'm saying it is encouraging the fact, though, that the offense, as sporadic as it was, 
and with the defense on the field as long as they were, they still were able to give themselves a shot to win this game. There's still some positives here that can be built on, right? You know, it's frustrating. It 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 does hurt, but there's still some positives here that I think we can take away from this here as we hopefully close the close the close the season now with two straight wins. Uh, looking here at the individual stats. Uh, Keats again, just for the second straight straight game, probably about the best two game stretch I have seen from Keats. Uh, granted, he had an immaculate start to two thousand and eighteen season. Yeah, eighteen season. Uh, it, it, similar vibes here. Uh, Keats was tw- was was twenty of thirty five, two eighty six, three touchdowns, one interception, long of seventy eight. Was sacked three times. Uh, Stephon would come in there and throw the ball once, and it was it was it was a third down. I do give him credit here because normally it would it would have been us us just a Stephon Brown run. So they did try to pass, whatever they would lose three yards on that. Uh, then Keith ended up being the tie for leading rusher here. Nine carries with 11 yards. He had 30 yards before the sacks. Uh, Jace Gardner, however, five carries, 12, 11 yards. And then Peyton Scott, one carry for one yard. Uh, again, it was just tough sledding there, running the ball. Um, you know, it, it, it just... Uh, Pitch day has again has a very big physical front 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 seven, uh, and it, it did did give you zero problems. And then I will say also, Pitch State had a very big physical, well coached secondary. The corners are uh, were much bigger than Marquise and Joss. Is still Marquise and Joss still answered the bell. And, and again, I want to give them credit on that front because that's a very good secondary that Pitch State has. And 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 so you know, just 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 you know, again, it's it's just it's just, it's good. It's good. Um receiving wise, Josh Moore, four catches, 106 yards, two touchdowns, long of 75, Marquise King, six for 104, one touchdown. Long of 78. Dante McGee, one catch, 38 yards. Uh, Josh Moore, two for 17. I mean, not Josh Moore. Tucker Pauly, two for 17. Long of 13. Jace Garner, three of 15. Long of eight. Andrew Kilo, three for five. Long of nine. Uh, Peyton Scott, one for three. Demo, Dylan Buckhite had 11 tackles. Uh, there were seven TFLs in this game, one sack by Robert Fuentes, who now has three in the past two games. I think that's four on the season for him. Uh, the Juco out of out of out of uh, Texas, just a force on the on the on the on the pass rush. I'll tell you, I'm again a tall, lanky guy here um, that just gets after it. Uh, then you know, Liza Wright, nine tackles, one TFL. Michael Slater, uh, just an absolute beast, man. <clears throat> I mean, some of the guy here, there was there was a play, I, I forgot which quarter it was, in which this man was tackled to the ground, was injured on the play, and still made the tackle. I just Michael Slater has just been a revelation at defensive tackle. 
And, and to me, he is the, the catalyst here for a very improved unit under Coach Quinn Sanders. And I just have to give him credit for that every game because every game they come with the pass rush. There's several stops behind the line of scrimmage, and that unit is is, is just playing great football almost from the jump. Uh, but he had it was like eight tackles, two TFLs. Uh, again, again, uh, Robert Fuentes seven tackles, one TFL, one sack. Noah West six tackles, a half TFL. Derek Saw six tackles. Kobe Stevens five tackles. Trayvon Craig five tackles. Jonathan Mosley, four tackles. Montre Huval, four tackles, a half TFL. Zane Adams, four tackles, one TFL. Uh, Darius Hawkins, three tackles to pick. Montez Fagan, three tackles to pick. Uh, Malik Gray, two tackles. Sessai Saul, two tackles, one TFL. Marlo Hughes, one tackle. Raekwon Wicks, one tackle. Hunter Larger, one tackle. Two of four, one tackle. Um... Then returns, you only had the one on kickoffs. No, you only had the one punt return by Zell, one for 18. On kickoffs, you had Marquise, two for 38. Um, so, you know, again, tough loss. But, you know, four or five on the season, right? You went out. You have a chance for a winning record, which did not happen. And with a much more experienced ball club in 2019. And again, in order to do that, we had to fit a 7 and 2 Kearney team. Uh, again, prior to their uh, beatdown Saturday against Northwest Missouri State, the only loss was against Fort Hayes, uh, a team that UCO dominated. Uh, but again, this again, this is this is this is a very good Kearney team. They were ranked number seventeen. I'm not sure they'll be ranked after a 53 point loss. But again, very very good team here, averaging thirty six point six points points a game, uh, only allowing twenty. Uh, gonna gonna be a stiff test here. The quarterback T.J. Davis, a 6'3", 180 pound. Registered junior, I leave out of Colorado, has 26 total, total, total touchdowns on the season, has only thrown three, two interceptions, the 15 touchdowns. This uh, guy's an absolute force. Uh, he is their leading rusher by over 500 some odd yards. Um, 13 rushing touchdowns, averages 103 yards a game rushing. Uh, averaging almost averaging a buck 90, 96 passing. Uh, it's just gonna be it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough assignment. Again, you're looking offensively here. They're averaging two hundred and seventy yards rushing a game at five point six yards a carry. Again, it's gonna be another big test for the defensive line, uh, for the linebacking core. Uh, they, they, they have to bring their A game again. Uh, like I said, they're throwing from 213 and a half yards a game passing on the season, 18 touchdowns to just two picks. Very efficient offense there. Um, they're averaging 483 and a half yards a game on offense. Uh, on third downs, 
the 52% this season, uh, 45% on fourth downs, and they've only allowed seven sacks. Going to be tough. Uh, 90% in the red zone with 83% of them being touchdowns. So, you know, it, it, again, it, it's, it's uh, not going to be easy. Uh, then defensively, like I said, allowing 20 points. Uh, it was like averaging 156 yards a game, 4.6 yards a carry, nine touchdowns. Uh, they only allowed 13 touchdowns to eight interceptions, uh, 223 a game, only allowing 380 yards a game, total offense. Uh, 40% on third down, 45% on fourth. They have 13 sacks this year. Uh, they, they, they're two or four on field goals. They're allowing 73% uh, in the red zone. But 65% of them mean touchdowns. And then if you're looking at the quarter-by-quarter quarter breakdown, they've outscored their opponents in the first 48 Thirty forty-eight to thirty-five in the second, eighty-four to thirty-eight in the third, sixty-two to twenty-eight, and then in the fourth, ninety-nine to fifty-nine. Again, now these, these were before the the Northern Missouri State game stats were added into it, uh, and then again, just just just, just to emphasize here about the dominance of T.J. Davis. 162 carries, 830 yards, and 5.1 yards to carry, 13 touchdowns, long on 62 average, 103.8 yards a game. And passing wise, uh, 64% completion percentage, 1,573 yards, 15 touchdowns, and two picks, long on 65, again, averaging 196.6 yards, yards, yards a game. So it's pretty clear the offense begins and ends with junior quarterback TJ Davis. Um, like I said, gonna be tough. Uh, it is, it's not gonna be an easy task, and so. Much like I said against Wasburn, you know, UCO, it, it, they got to come out there and we had to have sustained drives. We, 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 there, there, there has to be sustained offensive drives. We can't have the defense uh, be on the field for 13 more, more minutes, uh, almost 20 some more plays. We can't keep asking the defense for just. Keep holding teams to field goals uh, time and time again here. And, and again, that's got to start that's gotta start up front. Uh, we can get a ground game going. That will take a lot of pressure off Keats here. Uh, and then, most importantly here, we have to have sustained drives. We can't just have a big play here and a big play there and then be bad in, you know, the rest of the way. We have to be sustained drives. We definitely have to get more than eight first downs in this ball game. But again, you know, it's senior night. You know, I, I, I enjoy senior nights, right? Guys play hard for the people on senior nights. And especially after the past two games, after the bad taste of the past two games, uh, you know, you're getting close. Uh, you know, this this could be if you're looking for <clears throat> a signature win, then you can really hang your hat on. Because Missouri Western 
this this year, you know, is not looking good. Fort Hayes again is, is a very solid ball club. Uh, I think they might have beat Missouri Western today. Um, but if, if you could be a team like Kearney, you know, especially after being so close uh, uh, against uh, against Wofford and Pitt State, for well, a win like Kearney right, right there on senior night, signature win. I imagine that will still probably be, be ranked in the low twenties. That'd be huge. That 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 that'd be a huge financial win on the season. It that would tell you, and 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 again, I want to tell you, but almost validate the fact here that this team can hang with anybody in the conference. That has not historically been the case. Uh, well, again, as we've seen against Pitt State. And we've seen against Washburn, two of the better teams in the conference here. That had that had that has been the case. Because they should have beat Washburn. And then again today, a, a, a frustrating loss, but you were in that. And you also have to account for the lack of the the, the just the, the lack of experience overall here as a bunch of freshmen and sophomores playing. So to me, the future is bright. So yes, it's frustrating. But again, when I said you go back, way, you go way back to the season preview, when I said, you know, that the wins and losses might not tell the full story of this team, you know, because the wins and losses might fool you just because, we, you know, you'll be facing more experienced team. I said, to me, the biggest thing would be if we look at the end of the season and against the top teams in the conference, if it looks like we belong on that field, if it looks like we can we can we can compete with them on that field, then to me the season would still be a success, and we're seeing that, and and and, and that, that, that that cannot be lost. That that cannot be lost on us here. The fact that against the Pitt States, uh, uh, against the the, the, the Waspers, right, you know, against the Fort Hayes, even in the first half against no against West Missouri State there, looked like we belong on the field. And that 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 was not the case in 19. And and that was not the case at times in 17 and 18. But I can I can tell you I watched it I watched every play of those games, and it, it, it looks like they belong, especially defensive line. It looks like we're even with them, and again, that is a testament to the hard work on the on the recruiting trail, and the fact that 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 if this core stays together, they'll have three four years here. Uh, like I said before, when this team becomes juniors and seniors, I really do believe I, if they keep making strides, right, if the offensive line can keep making strides, the secondary keeps making strides here, I truly believe that this is a team that, that, that can really make some noise here on a national scene. It, it, doesn't, it might not appear that way now, but I do truly believe that. And I think what we're seeing now is the growing pains, right? You know, you 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 have to crawl before you before you can walk, and you have to walk before you before you can run. And I think right now we're seeing the crawling, and and, and, and there's, there's been there's been there's been walking, 
But I, I see a light at the end of the tunnel here. And these frustrating losses, you know, we're going to look back on those. I, I truly believe in a, in, a, in, a, in a couple of years and and just see that it was worth it. Just see that it was it was it was growing pains and to see the final part that I truly believe again if these guys do stay together, that I really think that there can be some special seasons ahead. I, I truly believe this. When I talked to Coach, he said that this was his most talented team so far through nine games. I have to believe that. I, I, I truly have to believe that. Even though the record might not show it, just I I, I, I see it. I see it there, and again, and they can become more consistent, right? We can just eliminate some of the mistakes, and and, and again, they, they can get better. And again, if, if we finish the season strong, right? If we finish it with, with two wins, fantastic. You know, if we if we finish it one and one, or if we, if we finish it zero oh and two, if if we still if we if I come back on here this time next week after Kearney, I'm telling you we competed with Kearney for four quarters. That is a positive sign. Okay, because again, we're talking about some of some of some of the best ball clubs, not in the not just in the conference, but in in all of Division Two. And if we're only a few plays here and there from beating those 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 teams again, with the sheer number of freshmen and sophomore on this roster, that that to me is telling and telling in a very good way. So hopefully, I can come back on here. Next, 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 next week, and we we talk about you know how UCO had their signature win of the season here, a you know beating a very good, good, good Kearney, Kearney, Kearney team, and I think it's definitely possible. It, it, it is definitely possible if they come out, have sustained drives, establish the run game. I truly believe you should have a shot in that game, especially with, with the way that the defense is playing, uh, with the way that, that the secondary now, with Darius Hawkins and Kobe Kobe Stevens there as the, as the first two corners. I, I truly believe here that they got a shot in, in the end against, if not if not currently, definitely against against Missouri. They have they have a shot in those in those games, and so I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing how we send the the the, the few few seniors that we have off, and I'm looking forward to seeing how we 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 how we end this in the season period. But you know, again, final game of the final for the, the final home game for guys like Josh Moore and. Um, Alex, Alex Corveo and Derek Watson and all those guys. I, I hope we can send them off in a memorable fashion and hopefully with a win. So, again, looking forward to being back here next next week, breaking that game down for you, getting ready for the season finale against against Central Missouri. Um, until then, though, my name is Jonathan Goodo, aka JG Smooth. I'll talk to you all later.